The views and opinions reflected in any of the stories narrated are solely those of the story contributor and are not necessarily that of the Nightmare Society. This podcast features adult content, so listener discretion is highly advised. And if you or anyone you know is struggling, help is available. Please see the resources in the show notes. Hello again, Nightmare Society, and welcome to another episode of True Horror Stories. Tonight, we're headed out to nature, primarily the deep forest, but also the desert. You never know what you might run into out there. A big thanks to our contributors, Anonymous, user Knight of the Mirrors, user Scrotalphetamine, user underscore queer underscore fox, and user Clyde2003 for sharing their stories with us tonight. And as always, a big thanks to our Patreon members, and welcome to Mark C. Thanks for joining Mark, I so appreciate the support, and if you'd like to learn how to support the podcast, you can check us out on patreon.com slash nightmaresociety, or you can leave us a kind review on Apple Podcasts. Regardless, We appreciate you being here. Don't forget Nightmare Society is available on most pod streamers, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, etc. The list goes on. Uh, So make sure to follow or subscribe so you can get episode notifications. And uh, go follow us on YouTube too, just because we would like you to and uh, we'd appreciate it. Now... Get comfy and prepare yourself for another episode of The Nightmare Society. So today was really strange. I went out rock-hounding solo today to a place my husband and I have gone before. Everything seemed normal when I arrived. It's a very secluded area of the creek, with a rock bar in the middle of the creek, and with a small patch of woods to the left, and a dense forest on the right. I crossed the creek and set up my gear on the rock bar, grabbed a bag, and started walking up creek. About 45 minutes in, I kept looking up at the forest. I don't know why, but I just kept getting an eerie feeling. Every now and again, I'd hear a couple of thumps out there, but, you know, nature. So I didn't think anything of it. About an hour in, I heard my first meow. I was so focused on pulling clay that I literally stood up and was like, I did not just hear a cat meow. Did I? Ten minutes go by and I'm walking further up creek, and dang if I didn't hear it again. I stopped and was like, yep, I just heard a cat meow. How strange. But like, something seemed really off and I started to feel uneasy. So I turned around and headed back to my site. Something about the meow wasn't right. It wasn't a painful meow, but just like a matter of fact meow if that makes sense. 
About five minutes into the trek back, I definitely hear a meow, and I'm sweating like crazy because of the heat, but instantly feel cold, clammy, and the hair is standing up on the back of my neck. I know what I was supposed to be hearing. A single meow. But it wasn't coming from a cat. It sounded like someone or something imitating a meow. I kept focused on getting back to my sight, and about five minutes later, another single meow. Here's where I realized things are getting really weird. The meow always sounded the same distance from me, no matter how far I kept walking. I finally reach my sight and pull out my drinks and plop down to rehydrate. That's when another meow sounded and this time I knew with everything in me that it was not a cat following me. I calmly gathered up my gear and started to trek across the creek to the path to my car. And another. I made my way across the creek and hunched down in a pit. I parked my car right next to the edge of the forest and was really starting to lose it. I get my keys and my mace out and put my gear on me so I can dive into the car and rearrange later. And that's exactly what I did. I nearly crapped myself finding the courage to make it to my car, but I did, and I hightailed it out of there really fast. This happened in northern Alabama. I've heard lots of opinions of what it could have been, but I'm not sure. The rational answer is someone was messing with me. But how did they get back there? It's like 200 acres of forest. And if they did, why were they following me and meowing at me? Strange. survival instructor and security contractor. A couple of days ago, a student of mine and a good friend, who I had taken out into the woods before, told me his dad just got 150 acres of land in a secluded, mountainous part of my state. It had a large amount of forest on it that had not been explored yet, as his dad was only building something for his horses that took up about 100 yards of the property and his horses were free to roam at the moment. He said his dad got an insane deal on the property. My friend is now a dad of three, and I know he doesn't get out into the woods that often, so I agreed to go with him because it seemed really fun, and I can imagine he needs a getaway every now and then. We are both indigenous, into cars, into wilderness survival, and all sorts of stuff so we never run out of anything to talk about in the woods. His dad, however, told us that he didn't want anybody exploring the woods unless we had a gun. He said it was because he saw coyotes. Now, we're all indigenous here. We were raised in the same state. Coyotes don't actually attack people, really. My friend R.C. also told me a while back when he was first at the property that he saw movement in the tree lines that was roughly human size and shape, but couldn't really tell since his eyesight isn't that great. I brought my AR and a small flint napping kit just for the fun of it, and we set off onto the property. 
we explored a lot of the rolling fields, creeks, multiple natural springs and ponds. Everything felt normal. It was a beautiful landscape. Eventually, we decided to get to the forested part of the property as it hadn't been explored yet. As soon as we entered the tree line, the entire mood shifted. The forest had an ambiance of its own, very similar to the woods in the movie The Ritual. The woods were gray and dead silent, save for the occasional creaking of tall, tired cedar trees. There was a very small stream running through the center of it, with sand that was black. It felt like we were surrounded, watched from all sides. It didn't take very long before a putrid stench hit our nostrils. It was the odor of rotting flesh. We decided to follow the smell and found the remains of three to four cows. We examined the exposed skulls and couldn't find any bullet holes. It didn't appear to me that these cows had been put down. Something killed them though, and their bones were spread over about 30 yards. There were large inventions in the dirt all around them that were very vague in their shape. We decided to press on into the woods. Now we were accompanied only by silence, the putrid odor of death, and the sound of our own heartbeats. We kept stopping at the stream as I noticed several different types of tracks, large coyote tracks, and something else that was large but intentionally avoided the sand it seemed. We pressed on into the woods until we started to find trees that had been bent over and pinned behind the other trees while they were still alive, something that could never ever happen naturally. We hiked on and found what I can only describe as a tool made of bone lying on the ground. It was extremely crude, but looked like some kind of scooping tool or knife. It was disturbing because although it looked primitive, it looked way more primitive than a person would make, but an intentionally shaped tool nonetheless. We hiked on until we found a clearing with a pond that had more large oval tracks surrounding it. On the other side of the pond, we found a very strange little tree structure. It was an A-frame. It had rocks placed up against it. However, it wasn't that sturdy, and the rocks were very peculiarly placed. We found no signs of any campfires around it. We found no camping trash. This isn't exactly a place you could hike to from a house. I photographed and made a video of the little hut thing. It was getting dark, so we decided we should head back. I had a flashlight on my AR, but I didn't want to rely on that in the dark with something that kills cows and makes tools out of their bones somewhere behind us. We made our way out of the forest and back to where the trucks were parked just in time before it got too dark to see. As we were leaving, we saw something on top of one of the hills that we couldn't identify, but definitely did not stick around to find out what it was. It's worth mentioning that the previous owner began construction on something on the property, abruptly halted construction, and then left. I took some photos while we were out in the woods. 
there will be a post with them included in it. Hello friends, if you go to patreon.com slash nightmare society, there will be a post that is viewable to everyone um, with the link to the photos uh, mentioned in the story. Thank you. I live with my husband and two teenagers in a cul-de-sac that borders woods. We all love spending time in our yard and enjoy nature. On two occasions now, my kids have told me about some eerie experiences they've had. My kids recently got a trampoline and love to be on it, even at night. Recently, they heard whistling and conversations from the woods around 10 p.m. Now, I can assure you nobody goes down there. It's a wooded embankment, too, except during hunting season. This really freaked them out, and they came in and told me right away. I should mention we have a cat that escapes sometimes, and we end up in the backyard looking and calling her name. Another time, my son was out around dusk looking for the cat near the border of the woods. He was by himself, and his sister was inside. He said he heard his sister calling his name from the woods twice and then giggling. This was very unsettling to say the least. I want cameras for our yard. I'm not sure what's going on. Any ideas? I do stream and fish habitat restoration work in the Pacific Northwest, so we work in some really remote places. One time last summer, we were about 40 miles or so into the National Forest, about an hour from the nearest Podunk town. We started clearing brush and old limbs to make a path to the waterway when we came across a gigantic, and I mean freaking huge, ramshackle tent. It was about the size of a two-car garage and had a rainbow of old tarps covering it. We grabbed our firearms and finally got up the courage to go inside. It was filled with multiple TVs, lots of old porno VHS tapes, old blankets, and various handheld weapons like golf clubs and axes. The creepiest part, though, the children's shoes. About 25 pairs of children's shoes varying in size from tiny to fairly large. They were all lined up together. We called the forest law enforcement officers and they came and investigated the find. Never heard what came of the shelter, but man did it ever give me some scary freaking vibes. The energy in the area was uncomfortable and it was extremely disconcerting for everybody. My parents live in a wooded part of Northern California, an old mining town. We have about three or so abandoned mine shafts. 
frankly, they had been used to dump old things or dead rattlesnakes to prevent the dogs from eating them. My parents have a fifth-wheel trailer they parked in the front part of the yard. They stay in it when I visit. I'm Native American, so I know there's weird stuff out there. But this night, I slept with the windows open anyways because it was pretty warm. There's a mine shaft about maybe a hundred yards away on the property across the road that one of the windows was facing. I started to hear a moan, howling noise coming from that direction. I grew up out there, so I blew it off as a coyote or bobcat. But it slowly sounded more human, like someone who was hurt and moaning in pain. I remember clutching my medicine pouch around my neck and just feeling completely unsafe. I peeked out the window and there was an orange-yellow glow coming from inside the shaft. It faces upwards at about a 45-degree angle. Instantly, my instincts were screaming, Nope, 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 time to go. My mom's dog was on the bed shaking, but completely silent. She's a small dog, so she usually barks at everything. I scooped her up, crouched around the bed until I got to the door. I swung it open and booked it to the house. Thank God the front door was unlocked. I made a bit of a commotion when I came in, so my dad came running out of the bedroom with his gun. I told him what I saw and how Sophie, the dog, was terrified. At this point, she piddled herself because she could still slightly hear the moaning. My dad peeked out the window and literally said, That's something we should leave alone. I don't like it. Now, my dad is one of those people who's very serious and doesn't believe in supernatural stuff, but he was genuinely scared. I slept on the floor in his room that night like I was a kid and heard the noise all night long. At one point, there was tapping at the back sliding glass door, but none of the dogs made a peep. They didn't move. They just looked in that direction with their hair standing up, but made no noise absolutely unlike them. Needless to say, I sleep in the house when I visit now. father and I were taking a quick hike just a few miles north of Butte, Montana. It's not absolute wilderness that far outside of Butte, but just a few miles outside of most towns in Montana means you're way out in the backwoods. It wasn't an unusual day by any means, a warm June afternoon, perfect for a little hike. We were only a mile or so away from where we parked when we saw a large trash bag along the trail. I hate litter bugs, especially out in the woods. I intended to haul it back with us and dispose of it properly. When I attempted to lift the bag though, it was heavy, much heavier than I'd expected. Curiosity got the better of my father and me and we split open the bag to see what was inside. I was expecting a dead animal of some sort. It's not totally unusual for someone to dispose of a dead dog or cat in this fashion in this part of the world. Some people out here will poach deer and leave the trimmings like this too. 
Upon opening the bag, we saw a boot. And then socks. And then pants. We then realized they were all attached to human legs. It looked so unreal, like a movie prop. Like someone took a saw and cut off a store dummy's legs at the groin. This had to be some sort of prank, right? Except that it wasn't. I fell backwards and started having a panic attack. Nothing prepares you for something like that. My dad, on the other hand, sprung into action. He immediately closed the bag back up as best as he could and then started to slowly survey our surroundings. That freaked me out even more. Through my gasps, I asked him what he was looking for. All he said was, There might be someone watching us. Can you imagine stumbling upon a serial killer's dump site and there at a distance, watching you? That really didn't help my panic. As I tried to calm down, my dad called the Silver Bow County Sheriff and reported what we found. Limp-legged, we hiked back the mile or so to the road and waited for the cops to show up. The authorities searched the area with cadaver dogs for a week and never found any other pieces of the body or even a scent trail to follow. The sheriff's people even searched our truck and interviewed us to see if we might have been responsible. Nothing ever came of the whole incident. Not one single thing. It's been just over ten years and nobody has any idea who the legs belong to or how they got there. No missing persons reports that match up and DNA from the legs never showed up on any databases. Butte, Montana has a reputation for being a bit of a rough side, so it's not impossible the guy was a local who ran into trouble. But why wouldn't any of his family or friends report him missing? Surely someone would notice he was gone. Or at least legless. I don't think we'll ever know the truth. But someone out there knows what happened, and they aren't too eager to give us the whole story. This story's contributor shared a news article online um, about the story, so in the same place that you went for the other story to find the information, you can check out patreon.com slash nightmare society and find the link there as well. That is all for today, and I thank you so much for hanging out and listening to some stories. I hope you will join us again. And until next time. Sweet.